It's another cold Saskatchewan day, and uh, yeah, cold is an understatement, actually. Extreme cold warning in Saskatoon. Hopefully you plug the vehicles in uh, overnight and maybe even plug them in at work today because it's cold through the day. Parts of the province, the temperature continues to drop during the day and cold again tonight, but it does break later in the week, but it's, man, what a roller coaster weather-wise we've been on over the last little while. Well, here's what you know about me. I'm a big New York Islander fan, right? Frank Frank shrugging his shoulders just because he's a Flyers fan. He doesn't ever want to talk about the Islanders. But I have been a diehard New York Islanders fan since I was 10 years old because that's when they won their first of four Stanley Cups. And I've stayed with the team ever since. So when I'm looking at the show lineup for today, and I'm excited to see that we will be talking with a former New York Islander, I'm pretty pumped up about that. This is going to be a good discussion. The reason for the discussion is Métis Nation Saskatchewan is starting the first ever Louis Riel Cup hockey tournament that is coming up in April. And here to join me and talk about it is former NHLer, former New York Islander, spokesperson for the Louis Riel Cup, Rich Pilon, joins me from Saskatoon. Rich, thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Evan. Thanks for having me. It's a real honor to be part of this show with you. I, you know, I am a diehard. I'm a diehard Islander fan. And so when I saw this, I've got a collection of whether it's cards, pictures, memorabilia. And in my collection, Rich, is number 47, Rich Pilon. I've got the jersey hanging in the closet. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I have to get it signed for you now. Now you know you got it. And now I know, and I can stalk you outside of your uh, coffee shop or something like that. So, Rich, you know, I'm curious. We're going to get into the Louis Riel Cup in a second, but you played your your minor hockey growing up in Saskatchewan. You played with the PA Raiders, of course. Um, That step into the NHL, were you just excited to get drafted or were you excited about where you went? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, first of all, the shock of getting drafted, because one of the things that when I did get drafted to the New York Islanders, I was drafted out of the midget AAA league. So my my career path as a hockey player, you know, going through the, you know, being on a WHL roster at 16 years old is kind of how it works in today's world, even back then to some degree. Mine was that I was just kind of a late bloomer and, um, you know, kind of a, the guy, Diamond and Ovid in the rough that, uh, you know, being in PA and isolated there, kind of no one really saw a lot of me, especially made the AAA, but Terry Simpson and Rick Wilson, the organization of the Raiders, were kind of keeping an eye on me. And lo and behold, Terry goes to the New York Islanders and said, we better take this guy and end up going to the, you know, dropping out of Midget triple AAA. I was actually as big as Saskatchewan when they, when they, when I called home, my, my father had called home to check on my, my sister and, uh, we had to actually make a collect call from Big River to New York to get to get through to basically kind of get a the first the first meeting of me being you know part of New York this organization. Wow, incredible stuff! Rich Belon, former NHLer, played with the the New York Islanders. So if I go on the Athletic, the Athletic website, uh, they've got all kinds of of news, whether it's NHL and they do some historical looks, and they've got this this graph of basically the best people to ever wear the jersey. And you go through the list, and it's got all the numbers one to ninety nine. And you know, of course, lots of people wear the numbers, but when it comes to forty seven, guess what? Rich Pelon. That's who they've yeah. got. 
You did switch yeah. to number two late in your career, but they've got you as the best hockey player to ever wear the number 47. And really it had a lot to do with the fact that you were a grinder out there and you were willing to do whatever the coach needed you to do. Did you enjoy that role with the Islanders and, and in your time in the NHL? Oh, most definitely. I think anytime you can play, you know, the, the, the game and I guess get paid to do it, it it's the real, uh, when the role that I had was, you know, my goal definitely on the ice, I, you know, I always call it the light switch before I, I got on the ice was that was to either, I, I would usually pair with, with a top pairing, where I would usually use the second pairing on the team. So we usually play against the top six guys. So, I had, you know, my goal at the end of the top six guys to kind of get the focus more on myself and uh, the two points, I guess, so to speak, for the team. You know, a bit of an agitator, get under people's skin, and just play hard. And, and, and that was my role, and I enjoyed that role. Like, it was, uh, you know, anytime you can go on the ice and, and be around certain guys or on the ice with guys like Gretzky or you, all these guys, you know, it's pretty, you almost got to pinch yourself at times. Rich Pilon, former NHLer, is my guest. Uh, what did the NHL teach you, Rich, that you use in your life every day? Well, I think the, the sport, in, whether it's you know any kind of team sport, hockey for me taught me, you know, when you go through the ranks of, of, of a young person, you, you kind of wonder, you know, why things are, why the coach is doing certain things a certain way, and as you get to the NHL, you, you know, to be on this team of the twenty-three man roster. You might have been a, a goal scorer or puck mover, you know, an offensive guy on the, on the point, but they don't have room for that on this team. So it really teaches you teamwork, sacrifice, and what it actually, to get to the next level, to be at the highest level, your work, your, the work ethic has to be through the roof. And that's one of the things that hockey has taught me is work ethic. Um, it's taught me how to, you know, sacrifice a lot of things. I've had to sacrifice a lot of things to get where, where, where we want to go sometimes. And this is no different in the real world. I think uh, you look at yourself on, you know, now being on, on the radio here and where you came from, you were always part of a team or running the team or, or in that, in that position. And this is what sports does. It teaches, it teaches you not only to be active, but it also teaches all the other things that we, that's come on in life. It's being part of another team and, and doing your best and, fulfilling your job and having the unbelievable work ethic trying to move ahead. Before we get off kind of your personal journey, what was it like for you watching Garrett uh, growing up, playing hockey, Cam Loops, uh, Everett, of course, uh, a couple games with the Washington Capitals. What was that like for you as a father watching that? Well, you're proud, I think, once you have kids and you see you, you kind of you, – you, you don't want to get in their way, but you're, you're trying to – you know, I always tell my kids, especially Garrett watching him, trying to, to get to the next level and, and, and he's really in a lot, especially this year in the last, since the playoffs of last year, it's, it's, I'm a proud dad because he's, no matter what, whether he makes the NHL or not, he's already accomplished. He's, he, he's going to make a living at the game and, and he's a student of the game. He, you know, the biggest compliment I remember after they won the call the cup was, was as a father and, 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 and even to my wife, Jackie, is that, the staff of the Hershey Bears, after all that was said and done, and the boys were having fun, and once they knew who I was, you know, one of the I was talking to some of the Canadian staff at Coachella, and they said to me that Garrett uh, and his wife Sally now always recognize him no matter what, and I thought that was an unbelievable compliment that gets from people that are in the front office who don't, you know, they're in the background doing a lot of work that we don't get to see. 
but it was really nice. That made me really proud more than the other technology was guys. So, so important, Rich. Rich Pilon is my guest, former NHLer, uh, former New York Islander, and spokesperson for the Louis Riel Cup, which is coming up. President of Métis Nation, Saskatchewan, Glenn McCallum, called me about uh, three weeks ago, Rich, and he's pumped up about this. I don't know if we're going to see Glenn out on skates for the uh, for the Louis Riel Cup or not, but this is a pretty exciting thing. First time it's happening. Um why was this decision made by Métis Nation, Saskatchewan, to host this hockey tournament? Well, it came about just, you know, I got, you know, in the last couple of years here, I've got to know Glenn a little bit and better each and every time I get to see him. And I respect him so much as what he's doing and his work ethic and what he's had to do sometimes stand alone. And, and But he's, he's doing it the right way. And when we sat down and we talked about, you know, I'm being Métis, he's Métis, you know, we we... When you do the, and, you know, the first, the first nation, like the first assassin tournament, you have to be part of a reservation to be part of those teams, unless you're an import. So for a Métis person or a non-Indigenous hockey player to get involved in those tournaments, you need to be invited. So we go, how do we get rid of that and make it a tournament where you can have all, an all-nations cup tournament where you have Métis, Indigenous, non-Indigenous all playing together especially with truth and reconciliation, the breaking barriers to reconciliation, to be part of this tournament, you need to have a minimum of two, two Indigenous, two Métis, two non-Indigenous on players on your team to be eligible to, to be a part of this tournament. I, yeah, I think that's outstanding. I, you know, Rich, I, I was saying to you off-air before we started talking, I said, you know, when I think about truth and reconciliation, of course, it's often tough conversations, it's social challenges, it's justice reform, it's all of these complicated political discussions. I've never thought of truth and reconciliation through the lens of hockey and a hockey well, tournament. I think it's brilliant. It really is. And I think, you know, the tournament itself is a lot of it is just us breaking out of our comfort zone, get rid of the feeling of, I guess, separation, isolation, and try and create a better understanding and togetherness as Indigenous, Métis, and non-Indigenous. I think it's a real opportunity with the, even the, the youth ball hockey that's going to be happening during the same time in the parking lot. It's not a tournament. It's just about getting all this, a bunch of youth out there playing the game, and having some fun and get rid of the barriers—that's the goal of this tournament. So this this event—it's got me, it's, there's a men's side to the tournament, there's a ladies' side to the tournament. As you've just mentioned, the youth ball hockey showcase and festival—it's not a tournament; it's just an opportunity for youth to come out and have some fun. This is coming up in April, am I right? Yes, the, the tournament is going to be held at the uh, Rod Ham and Harold Latrace Arenas here in Saskatoon, and it's April nineteenth to the twenty-first. And, stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, it's really good. And I think for anybody, it's, we want to get the registrations in. And if, they, if for any kind of registration that's needed, if you are just, it's pretty easy. You go to LouisRealCup.com, and all the information is there, the rules, everything. Everything you need to know is right in the, on that website. And uh, you will be there, Rich Peel on my guest this morning, former NHLer. And you mentioned there might be a couple other other NHL, former NHL stars uh, hanging around that weekend as well. Yeah, I know I've, Brian, but Brian Trotty for sure is going to be there. He's come in. You know, the, the, when we did the poster, the poster was set up to have Métis, non-Indigenous, and Indigenous on the poster. With, we had guys like Dwight King, uh, Curtis Lissishin, um, uh, Wacy Rabbit, another one that's on there. And that's just to show, like, the picture of all of us, all nations, 
being in one place under the same roof and showing that we are truly doing reconciliation by having everybody under one roof as a, so as a nation. So good, Rich. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I appreciate it. Uh, we're looking forward to the Louis Riel Cup Hockey Tournament coming up in Saskatoon in April. And you mentioned com if you want to go find out more information or register those teams. And uh, it's going to be an exciting time, and I'll be there with my pen to get an autograph, Rich. Well, I'm really looking forward to eat. Especially knowing you're an Islander fan, I'm going to have to... You're going to get special treatment. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks so much for taking the time for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Evan. Thank you. Rich Pilon, uh, former New York Islander, former NHL star. Of course, he played other places. I keep talking about the Islanders, but he had a 15-year NHL career. played for the Islanders for a big chunk of that. Then he moved to the Rangers for a short time, St. Louis Blues for a couple of games, and then retired from there. Uh, quite the playing career. 631 games he played in. He was not known as the goal scorer. I think 77 points in his career. 1,745 penalty minutes. For youngsters that are listening right now, if you don't know or don't remember watching Rich Pilon, go on YouTube. You're going to see some fights. You're going to see some... He mentioned he he called himself an agitator. I think he played that role fairly well uh, in the NHL. That Louis Riel Cup is going to be a great time in Saskatoon in April. And again, if you want to register a team, louisrealcup.com. You're listening to 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Thanks again to former NHLer Rich Pilon, who just joined me to talk about the Métis Nation Saskatchewan upcoming hockey tournament called the Louis Riel Cup. It's the first ever being held in Saskatoon. It's coming up in April. And a big part of this, President Glenn McCallum, who I know does lots of work to try and focus on reconciliation efforts in the province, the big push is to make sure that this tournament has positive reconciliation effects in our province. And that means that every team that's registered, they have a men's and a ladies uh, side to the tournament. Every team that's registered has to have minimum two Indigenous players two Métis players, two non-Indigenous players on the team. A good way to ensure reconciliation is happening on the ice, through the tournament, in the locker room, and it's going to be a good time. The Louis Riel Cup. You can check out more information, louisrealcup.com. Well, the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation has announced today that, yes, more Strike and job action will be happening on Friday of this week. We learned Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We've heard every day of new reports of new job action that's going to be taking place. I actually have stopped trying to list verbally for you on the air what's happening because of how complicated it is. They're rotating strikes. They're withdrawing noon hour supervision. They're withdrawing extracurricular supervision in different parts of the province. It's happening on a rotating basis. It's not easy for me to just come out here and and lay it all on the line. Yes, there are places in Saskatchewan today that are experiencing the full-day strikes. When we come back, just after 11 o'clock, we're going to open up the phone lines and have a very good conversation about this. As the impact of this strike on parents and students increases, I want to know, are you still supportive of the teachers in their dispute with the province? 
The phone lines will be open, 1-877-332-8255, as will the text lines. You and I will have this conversation next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.